0: Hey there, Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 75 of the People Powered Business Podcast. How are you? Hope you're doing great, having a super wonderful day, whatever you're up to. Where I am, the great news is it is warming up. It's no longer freezing. You know, I have a, I hate the cold if you're a long-term listener to the podcast, so I'm pretty happy that it's a little bit warmer. And despite us being in week I don't know, 27 zillion of lockdown, which is what it really feels like at the moment. The fact that it's getting warmer is good, good news and there uh, been lots of positive activity around and uh, yeah, all is going well. So I hope you are also doing super, super great. Now I've got a question for you. Growing up when you are a kid, were you the kid that always spoke your mind Or were you a little bit more agreeable and happy to kind of follow along or not rock the boat, so to speak? Did you question and possibly argue for what you believed in? Or were you um, a little bit more inclined to sugarcoat things and just go along with the status quo? (laughs) You may or may not have guessed that I was the kind of kid who spoke my mind. Uh, I guess unapologetically honestly sometimes, (laughs) I was quite happy to let people know what I truly believed was important and they needed to hear and that I thought was right. I was quite uh, passionate about standing up for what I thought was right. Possibly this is a trait that has come from my grandfather who... um, He's actually one of my biggest influences in and, and inspirations in my entrepreneurial journey. He, a um, very, very humble gentleman, um, he owned and ran a, I guess you'd call it like a timber business where he made goods out of timber. He was a pattern maker, which was his actual trade, but like if you grew up as a kid in the uh 70s and 80s going to a public school in New South Wales you'll and probably in anywhere but you'll remember you know this is the day guys the younger generations won't know this this is the day before we had smart boards or even whiteboards we had chalkboards at school to learn from and you had those old like timber things that they used the teachers used on the chalkboard like the big long meter rulers and um it was like set squares so that they could draw circles and all that kind of stuff my grandfather made all of those for all of New South Wales schools but anyhow, he was very passionately someone that spoke his mind, and he was only a little little gentleman as well, so it's very cute, um, and really, really stood up for what he believed was right. So I possibly got this trait from him, I won't lie, but I remember once in high school, um, because I didn't have an inclination to let people know what they wanted to hear. I was quite happy to let them know what I thought they needed to know. And this led me to storming into the assistant principal's office one day to speak my mind about the fact that he had declined an opportunity for the dance group that I put together to participate in a state competition because he didn't feel it was appropriate for a selective school to be participating. And I very righteously let him know what exactly what he needed to hear in that moment about how many people he'd let down. And and this wasn't a great representation for the school and was very passionate about it. I obviously didn't stay at that school for very much longer. Um, But anyhow, that's my, I was that kid. I was the kid that was prepared to do that, which might explain why we're talking about this topic today. Today's topic on the podcast is, are you telling your staff what they need to know, or what they want to hear. Because let's be honest, for most of us, telling people what they want to hear is far, far easier. Not all of us are quite as inclined as me to tell people what they need to know. But I'm the kind of person that actually, actually, to be honest, if you asked me what So, you know, the number one thing that I believe to be true as a value in in my role as an entrepreneur, it's that I have an obligation to tell people what they need to know, because telling them what they want to hear is not good for their business. Telling them what they want to hear will often cost them money and time and stress and cause stress. Telling them what they need to know might also cause a bit of stress but is better for their business long term. So I feel I have a real obligation to do this, and it's why I think it's such an important topic. And I was thinking about it, and thinking about the fact that so many business owners find this really tough because it's not their natural default. Because perhaps they're much nicer people than me. <laughs> but perhaps, you know, it is hard to tell people something that they don't necessarily want to hear. And it's far easier to sugarcoat it and try and find another way around. But what I'm going to share with you today that is that telling them what they want to hear, not what they need to know, only makes your life harder, only makes it more difficult, and in fact is a total disservice to your employee. Many of you know, I'm a bit of a Brené Brown fan, and I know many of you are as well, and she, in her book, um, Dare to Lead, says, Clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And I think that gets to the exact bottom of what we're chatting about today. Being clear about what an employee needs to know is actually really, really kind. Being unclear, sugarcoating things, telling employees what they want to hear, even if it's not the truth, is unkind. And I know that's going to challenge many of you, but by failing to be honest and transparent with our team, we are failing them as a leader. So in in this in Dare to Lead, now if you haven't read Dare to Lead, I, I really recommend this book. I'm not a huge reader. I think I've shared that with you before. But this is one of those books that not only could I not put down, but I have made notes. I've got post-it stickers everywhere. There's just so much gold in this book in regards to leadership generally. But Renee talks in the book about the risks of having a culture where difficult conversations like giving honest and productive feedback, like telling people what they need to know, just out of a culture of niceness, which is often the reason that we don't have these conversations because it's just not how we do things because being nice is more important. And I'm not saying being nice is not important, don't get me wrong. Or due to a lack of courage, a lack of skills What that leads to is that there's all these risks, and instead of building the skills we need to change the culture, to have these conversations, to be unapologetically honest in a very authentic and productive and positive way, what ends up happening is we end up spending our time managing the performance issues and the behavioral issues that come as a result of our own inability to have these conversations. And the byproduct of that is that we lose trust. Without trust, we have no hope of bringing our team together and getting them to achieve what we need them to do. So without the ability and the culture of these conversations, we don't build trust. In fact, we tear it down to shreds. But we also, in um, and Brené talks about this in the book, really interestingly, this causes a reduction in creativity and creative problem solving. Now, think about that for a moment. If you don't have someone thinking creatively, your next great product might not get created. The solution to the current problem might take forever to work through instead of taking five minutes to work through. The um, you know iteration of the next big idea may never come to fruition because we've reduced the opportunity for creativity and problem solving. And this quote, I think, really sums it up from Brené's book. When we fix the wrong thing for the wrong reason, the same problem continues to surface. It's costly and demoralizing. So when we continue to fix behavioural and performance problems, rather than fix the problem of our own ability to have these hard conversations, to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, then all we're doing is creating a culture where we spend more time dealing with performance and behavioural issues and less time getting on with things. So why are we so bad at this? (laughs) If you're thinking, "Mm, perhaps I'm guilty of being bad at this, you you are absolutely not alone. In fact, I would think you are firmly in the majority. The problem is these conversations require us to be vulnerable, and it's not a state we're naturally comfortable with. Being vulnerable feels risky. It feels scary. It leaves us open and exposed, and that's not a state many of us like to be in. So we need to be vulnerable to have these conversations, but also Having these conversations, being this honest, does mean we're going to make our team member vulnerable. And most of us, as nice people, don't want to do that. We don't want to make someone uncomfortable. And vulnerability has a certain level of discomfort about it, especially when you're not comfortable sitting in that space. So, for those reasons, I think we're definitely avoiders of these conversations. I think fundamentally as well, we don't know whether we're equipped to deal with what's going to come next, the emotions, the anger, the resentment, the frustration, the argument, because we know that having these conversations does not often involve a very calm and placid response sometimes. And if we're not confident that we know how to deal with what's going to come next, or we lack the skills to deal with the emotional fallout, of course, we're going to avoid these conversations. These conversations require courage. This is pull your big girl panties on kind of stuff and get it done. That's not, you know, the the natural default for many of you might be I'm just going to hide with my head under a doona instead of dealing with this. They do need courage. And sometimes we just don't have the skills or the knowledge to actually know how to tackle these conversations. We're not sure what step to take next. If we knew that, we'd get on with it. And if that's you, I have a little treat for you today. I'll let you know at the end of the episode where you can grab a free copy of a really simple step by step framework for having these kind of more difficult conversations with your team. I think it's important that we remember too what our team actually want from us. Fundamentally, at the core, our people want to know what we expect from them and how they are doing against those expectations. If we're not telling them what they need to know, and we're focused on telling them what they want to hear, they're not going to actually really know how they're going against our expectations. So at the fundamental level, we're robbing our employees of one of the things they want most from us as a leader. And what about the risks of getting this wrong? What about the risks to our business of failing to step in and tell people what they need to know? Honestly, this is going to sound a bit harsh. I actually think we're insulting our employees by not having these conversations because we are assuming, if we tell them what they want to hear rather than what they need to know, we're assuming that they want to be lied to just to appease their ego. And I don't think that's the case for most, if not all, employees. So I think it's an insult. I think we're insulting them. Does that change your mind about how you're going to approach this? We are absolutely, as I said earlier, undermining trust in our team. That's a problem. Without trust, we're going nowhere. So failing to have these conversations undermines any good trust that you've built within the team. You're also creating a culture of dishonesty. You're telling the rest of your team that it's okay not to be honest. Now, would you be okay if one of your team members wasn't being honest with you? I'm going to guess not. (laughs) But you're demonstrating to them that it's okay to be honest to another team member. Your great employees will see black and white that you are not having the conversations you need to with someone that's not pulling their weight. It will stand out to them like a sore thumb. So you are telling them that it's okay to be dishonest, and the fallout from that, you're going to lose your best people. A players will not work in an environment like this, they want strong leadership they want positive culture, they want to be able to contribute and get things done. You will lose your best people if you can't get a handle on this. And also, you are holding your people back. You're not giving them the opportunity to improve, to grow, develop, and to move forward in your business. You are keeping them stifled and still and small. It's your responsibility as the leader to talk to your people and to communicate with them what they need to know, rather than them maybe what they want to hear. So how can you go about doing that? Let me share with you some strategies that might help if you think, righto, I'm ready and I need to have one of these conversations. Firstly, I think it's really important that you honestly frame up the conversation. So when you get to having a chat with the employee, and of course, all the usual things apply, make sure it's a private space and you're not doing this in in a public forum or in front of other team members um, or nowhere that they're going to be embarrassed or any of that stuff. So have the meeting in the right place. But frame up the conversation right at the outset. I think it's totally okay to say, look, this is a really tough conversation for me to have because I I know that you're probably not going to want to hear what I need to talk to you about. But I think it's really important that I'm honest and share this feedback with you or whatever it is that you're talking to them about. Frame it up. That's going to immediately just get that initial panic out of their mind so that they can be ready to listen. It also gets them prepared so they're not shocked when they hear whatever it is that you have to say. I think it's really important to explain the why in these conversations. Why is it important How does it relate to our goals and objectives? How is it impacting others in the team or the clients or the suppliers or whoever is being impacted? Why is it important you have this conversation with them? Because you want them to improve. You want to be honest with them. You know that they've got potential. You know that this is something that is easily within their domain to fix and work on and do better at next time, whatever it is. Why you don't want to BS them? why you don't want to be the person that isn't telling them the truth because that is only holding them back importantly when it comes to the key message that you need to deliver you need to be direct you need to be specific you need to communicate authentically and with a sense of kindness and compassion this is not easy news that you're sharing if it's something you know they don't want to hear So think about that when you deliver it. Now, it's not about softening it up or not getting to the message. That's not the case at all. You must get to the message. But do that with a sense of kindness and compassion where you're acknowledging that you appreciate this might be hard to hear and that you are here to support them through this. Open up a conversation with them about possibilities. How can we possibly improve? What could we possibly try next time? What are some possibilities to work around this scenario? It's really important when you're having these conversations to get curious. Curious is cool. (laughs) If you're curious, you are going to ask better quality questions. You're going to learn more about what's really going on with this employee, and you'll be able to come up with much better quality answers and solutions. And that leads me to the last bit, which is to be solutions focused. Don't walk out of this discussion without some kind of next step or solution or promise of a further discussion. Don't leave the employee hanging and don't leave yourself hanging. If you need to have one of these conversations, you want to have a solution. You want to know how we're going to work on fixing this or what's going to change. Be solutions focused and be ready to listen to the employee's solutions as well. They may have something you hadn't even considered or thought of. So there's some strategies that you might use to have these conversations. Frame up the conversation, tie it into the why, communicate directly, specifically, authentically, and with some kindness. Open up a conversation based on possibilities. Get curious and be solutions focused. Those things will really help to get this conversation happening in a productive way. You don't want to go into these conversations and get nothing out of it. That is a total waste of time and stress and energy on your part. And I think once you have got this happening for you as the leader, I really want you to encourage your team to start to have these conversations in the workplace. Encourage this kind of honesty it might be radical honesty for where your workplace is right now, but if you can build the culture of trust and the framework of communication that you are all comfortable with, it is totally possible to have a workplace with this level of authentic honesty in it. This might be about helping your team members to understand how to best communicate with each other so that the message is received in the right way. Some people may need to be followed up in writing or have further communication after the initial meeting to make sure that the message has gotten through. This will work very differently for introverts versus extroverts, for example. So understanding that everyone is unique and in creating this culture of trust and authentic honesty, that we'll all have to work in different ways so that the communication is heard. I certainly know of businesses that conduct kind of, I'm trying to think of what we used to call it, back in my retail hospitality days, I think we used to call it a rap session. I don't know why, but we used to have these monthly kind of sessions where all the employees could come. It wasn't compulsory, but you were welcome. And it was basically a get it off your chest session. And it was framed up very much that we're here to listen. There is nothing that's off the table, but be respectful to each other and let us know how you're feeling. You could bring any frustration, anything you think wasn't working, any piece of raw honesty. You now that, that might be a framework or a forum that works for you, something like that. Remember as well that building trust, building resilience in your team, building vulnerability, these are all muscles that you need to work. Doing this once is not going to be the end solution and it may not be perfect the first time and that is totally okay. If you give this a go and it isn't perfect, do not beat yourself up. You are one step closer to introducing this into your business. And I do encourage you to build it into your culture. Imagine what your business could look like if you had a culture based on people hearing what they needed to rather than what they wanted to. Imagine the change in trust, the change in creativity, the change in productivity, the positivity of your culture, the motivation of your team, and ultimately the productivity and profitability of your business. It could be a game changer. Time and time again, I see businesses who are built on trust far outperform those that are built on fear and watching what people are doing all the time and micromanagement and lack of understanding about productivity in the workplace. This is a game changer if you can manage to master it. Not easy, not always fun, (laughs) to be honest, but so, so important. I hope that's been a useful conversation for you today as I mentioned, I have a gift for you. If you'd like to get my really simple step-by-step framework for tackling any tough conversation with one of your employees, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 75, and you'll be able to grab your free resource right there. It's a really simple framework. You can use it for any type of difficult conversation. If it's a performance management issue, if it's a personal hygiene issue, if it's a workplace change issue, if it's just needing to be honest when you never have been that honest before, it will work in all of those scenarios. And having the framework just makes it easier for you. You don't have to worry about the next step because the framework gives it to you. You just need to worry about what you're actually saying to the employee in that moment. So I hope that's been useful for some of you in terms of understanding the importance of not just telling our people what they want to hear, because it's doing a disservice for them and to you and to your business. So I encourage you, lean in, be unapologetically honest, be authentically honest. It's going to make huge improvements to your business. Thanks so much for joining me here today on the podcast. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to chat to you again next week when I'll be back for episode number 76. Have a great week, everyone.